two, one. Good morning and welcome into the Mike and Mike podcast. We are so thankful that you are joining us. However, whenever and wherever you are joining us, um, we're thankful that, that you're here as we continue to talk about um, Christians at work. And we have specifically over the last uh, several of these sessions been talking about uh, individuals and what we can learn from their stories and how they were successful um, both in business and, and spiritually. Um, as I'll try to give the disclaimer this morning that Michael normally does that, you know, we understand that the spiritual principles absolutely are first and foremost and paramount. Um, and, and, and they're things that you can't help but hit on in here. But we're also looking for um, the business principles, which ab absolutely are secondary. Um, but we think there's some things that can help us be a little bit better. Um, so with that disclaimer in mind, uh, Mr. Ray, how's everything in beautiful Somerset today? Everything is well. Thank you. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, I've got my coffee and you've got your bang energy. And so uh, why wouldn't we should be we should be uh, raring to go this morning? At least by the end, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a minute to kick in. Uh, right. You know, this is this is a good this is a good morning for those of us who fall into the uh, uh, conflict avoidance, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> kind of in that in that bucket and so if you uh if you like to avoid confrontation maybe this is this is the the study for you this morning uh but it is a lot about conflict and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about a, a character that we're probably familiar with but a, but a uh an account that is maybe a little more obscure but i think has some some business principles so we're going to talk about isaac and uh and some wells this morning i think is our intent gotcha yeah and 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 for those of you that that are you know, maybe a little bit un unfamiliar with how we got here, where this thing falls. We're, we're in Genesis 26 um, is where the bulk of our story is going to take place. But, Michael, how do contextually um, for, for those that, that are less familiar with Isaac and, uh, and, and, and the wells, um, how do we get to Genesis 26 and where does that fit in the overall um, context of, of the book of Genesis? Sure. And so... Um... As we were last week, we're in this we're in this period of human history between the flood um, and and the law of Moses, and so we're in this in this patriarchal period. And of course, a lot of that has to do with the life of of Abraham and his and his uh, descendants. And and we're we're still in that mode. We we talked about Laban last week and his dealings with Jacob, and now we're with Jacob's father Isaac. Um, in in the it's interesting that in the in the scope of Isaac's life, a, a lot of the a lot of the things that he goes through, um, they're, they they don't. Again, history doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. They say, and, and <laughs> Isaac's Isaac's life certainly rhymes a lot with with Abraham's. He goes through a lot of similar um, a lot of similar things, and we, we see some of that this morning. We know that that Abraham in his life dealt with uh, Abimelech, which is uh, kind of a generic name of a king of the Philistines. And, and so here we also see in, in Genesis 26 that Isaac is dealing with um, uh, a king, Abimelech, um, for, from the Philistines. So, you know, big picture, you know, Isaac um, is, is, we'll say, middle-aged um, to, to later in his life. And, you know, he is making his own way. He is, his, his father Abraham was well-known and well-respected, but he, he's now making his own way. In the course of his own life, for those who you know kind of have a, a, a feel for things that happened, the uh, the uh, Esau and, and and Jacob 
uh, Esau selling his birthright for a pot of stew. That has just happened in the previous chapter. Um, those, those twins are of some age now. Um, and uh, it doesn't appear as though they've left home yet. Jacob hasn't departed for Laban yet. Um, but, but again, Isaac is up in his, in his, in his middle age. These are his earning years, so to speak, if we want to put it in, into, into our context. And so God comes to him in the beginning of chapter 26. And, you know, it, it seems like uh, even though God had this promised land and this, in this promise for Abraham and Isaac, he had to, he had to continually provoke them or, or continually, um, uh, convince them to stay in this land. <laughs> you know, I, uh, Abraham wandered about and went to Egypt at one point, and, and Isaac apparently was thinking about doing the same because God tells him directly, don't go to Egypt, hang out here. You're going to be a sojourner. Uh, this is not going to be your land for now, but this is where I want you to hang out, and this is where you're going to prosper. And there's probably some spiritual implications on that for us, uh, but that, that's the message that God told him. And the, the, the background of the whole story really hinges on understanding the importance of wells of water in, you know, primitive Palestine. You know, this is, this is a arid area where, you know, this land is ultimately is called Beersheba, and that is still a city that exists in present-day Israel. And, and uh, to my understanding, somewhat similar to the area that we're talking about, but we're talking about the southern part of, of present-day Israel in, in a more arid the Negev Desert region. Um, so if, 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 the, if the name of the city Beersheba, which, which is where we'll get to at the end of the story, if that city sounds familiar to you, it's because throughout the, the Old Testament, when, when God or one of the prophets was trying to talk about the scope of the land that God had given, it was often said, well, from Dan to Beersheba. That was, that was kind of the uh, uh, Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon kind of uh, breadth of talking about how how much uh, land Israel had so Dan in the north and Beersheba in the south and so we're, we're, in, we're in the southern part of Israel but it is this arid area and in order to have any kind of prosperity or uh, accumulation in order to settle in any way you had to have a well um, if you had if you're going to have flocks if you're going to have any a uh, semblance of civilization where there are many people or even, even a, uh, you know, some people living domiciled, stable in an area, there had to be a supply of water that was constant. And sometimes that was difficult in these, in these arid areas. You might remember that Isaac, you know, his wife was found where at a well, um, that's where the servant found his, his wife. And so um, that, the, the wells were incredibly important and they were, I don't even know what the, what the modern equivalent is. Uh, they were, they were an in, incredibly important resource or source of, of prosperity. And you, you couldn't really have a civilization without them. Uh, and so again, I don't, I don't know what the modern equivalent is. Well, I, I think the modern equivalents is it's, it's really somewhat the same, right? You know, if, if you look at the United States in, pre-industrialization right where were all the cities settled along waterways right you know waterways both for the the resource and for the transportation you know it's, it's no um surprise to anyone if you kind of mapped out the largest cities where you find them along the ohio and mississippi rivers right you know kind of new york and you flow down and through pittsburgh cincinnati 
you know, down through Louisville all the way down to uh, Louisiana. So, you know, those cities that, that found themselves along the river and, and river waterways is always an important resource. Um, just an interesting, you know, random bit of trivia here um, with this. Michael mentioned, you know, about wells. It, this is not, I don't want to take up a bunch of time for this, but um, a lot of people meet their wives by wells. Um, Isaac and Rebecca, um, you know, uh, Jacob and, and Rachel, he's coming to the well. If you just pay attention a little bit, you know, the next time you're reading through, wells are everywhere. They're a popular meeting spot because everybody's got to come and draw water. Um, but a lot of significant things happen at the well. One that probably most of you will be familiar with is Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well um, in the New Testament. But, you know, when you kind of, it's interesting as we started out this study, um, doing some reading for some other classes I'm working on, just these wells just keep popping up. Um, and, and for exactly what Michael pointed out, that, you know, this is a important natural resource. I, you know, the only other, you know, thing I, I would say is probably akin to for us, um, and, and it's almost access is, is to oil. It's, I mean, this well was energy. Um, not that you've got to be close to an oil well today, but if you don't have access to fossil fuels, I mean, good luck running your business. Um, and, and, you know, while I don't want to make this, you know, political by any stretch of the imagination and, and talk about alternative energy and all that, but let's just understand that oil's not just in gasoline, <laughs> you know, oil's in plastics, it's in rubber. I mean, oil's in a lot of stuff. Um, and so as far as natural resources go, the refining processing of it, you know, it, as much as we use oil, water is dependent. If you are in an agricultural based society, you've got to be able to feed the flocks. You've got to, you know, plants don't grow without water and sunlight. Um, in an arid environment, you've got all kinds of sunlight, problems with water. Um, you know, the, the other thing too is that I've always found is, is, is interesting. If you look at the, you know, topography of this area, you don't think that there's a well there, you know, right? As, I mean, I, I, I don't know, if, Michael, have you been out to like Arizona and Vegas, like our, our arid, you know, the desert in the United States? I don't think, you know what, boys, if we dig down about 300 feet, I think we'll hit water. You, you don't expect that, but yet, you know, because of the providence of God and, and you know, and the way he led Abraham through there, Abraham kind of dug several of these wells as he was was going and they become throughout all of, of old testament history they become a you know massive uh, natural resource that are fought over that are secured that are protected and um as we're going to read about a little bit in just a minute you know sometimes they're sabotaged yeah uh, so you know let, let's you, with some background you kind of understand you know where we're at um business principle number one is uh you know we've got to deal honestly and fairly and if we don't it will come back to destroy the relationship at some point. Um, and, and sometimes that's, that's irreparable. Sometimes it can be, be worked over, but the best policy I think in life and in general is always to be honest and in fair dealings and especially in business, you know, the, we had this conversation, I don't know, a couple of three podcasts ago with, you know, when we got into, you know, the sales side of, of the org chart and, you know, honesty doesn't necessarily mean you got to be, you know, fully transparent with your pricing model or with proprietary insight, you know, we're, we're not going that far, but on some basic stuff like, Hey, who's this woman you're with? Um, probably a good idea to be honest. 
um, probably a good idea to, to come forward, especially when um, this, I, I'm pretty sure sounds like, it looked like a rerun to me, Michael. I, I don't know. You, you, you said that history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes, but this looked like a rerun. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly resembles the account that we have of Abraham and, uh, and Sarah for, for, you know, the, the same excuse given if they found out she's my wife, they'll, they'll kill me. And really the same characters, um, Abimelech, again, Abimelech being a title handed down to Kings of the Philistines, but, but it, it, it's caused some commentators to think that this, this may be a, a mistake or a, a, a same account that's being rewritten with different characters. Um, but, you know, we know uh, God in his providence has, has given us this example of good men who kind of fell into the same trap. Uh, fear uh, kind of uh, caused them to, to uh, be less than honest. And so Isaac in his, his initial dealings here with these men of Gerar, and that's where he settles. He tells them that his, his wife, um, Rebecca, is his sister. And and, and Abimelech, they kind of buy that story. And so they're going around doing their thing. And Isaac's going about his day. And apparently Abimelech catches them in an intimate moment and says, what? I said, are you, are you weird or are you lying to us? <laughs> and, and, and so the truth, the truth comes out. And um, Both. I, that, <laughs> so, and, and I don't, it, it's, it's not, um, Moses being author here doesn't make a clear connection between that event and the event of the wells, but it is interesting that they are, um, they're back to back in the chronology that he, he listened back to back. And so how much did the, uh, did the lie of Isaac plant the seed of distrust that kind of led to the conflict that we see later in chapter 26 is, is I think at least something interesting to consider is um, that the Philistines didn't trust Isaac um, and they were jealous of Isaac. Uh, we know that for certain. Well, were the seeds of that planted by Isaac himself? Uh, and that, that, doesn't, that doesn't make the Philistines right, um, but it does mean that, that sometimes the consequences of our own bad decisions uh, are what we have to deal with. I'm not, I'm not sure that that's not the case here with, with Isaac to some extent. Yeah, the, the, I, the one thing I'll double down on that too is Throughout the the course of of Old Testament history, um, there is a lot of prejudice against the Hebrews. Anyway, I mean, everybody looks down on them or doesn't trust them. I mean, there there is a ton of prejudice. We see that, you know, as as we talked about in the story of Joseph and his life. You know, we see that when they're in Egypt that they're looked down on. So, you know, th there's there's this mistrust and. Listen, I, again, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to give political commentary here, but, you know, if people make, you know, whether it be racist or, um, you know, ethnic judgments, prejudgments, prejudices, uh, you know, to me, you almost have to be even careful, more careful not to feed into them. Right. If, you know, if, if, if the, the prejudice is everybody from Pulaski County is a liar you know, you should probably go out of your way to be honest if you're from Pulaski County, right? I, I, I mean, I, I think some of that stuff you, you don't want to feed into. And of course, you know, Isaac here, you know, feeds directly into it. Um, and, and no doubt that um, he'd heard the story <laughs> about Abraham and Sarah, maybe had, you know, that's where he got the idea. Obviously his wife was in on it because she doesn't care to lie. Um, you know, that, that we know from her background. So, you know, she had no 
qualms with with being less than honest with the truth. But you know, for for sure, when you and and, and here's the other thing, you know, we talk about these back to back counts. This did nothing to help that situation. You know, it it, it absolutely you know hurt it. But this could have been really really the beginning of this. Um, you know, here you come in, you're dishonest. We, we're off on the wrong foot, and now you're doing better than us. Yeah, so that's the next step in the narrative in, in verse 17 is, so that's where we've got to. Isaac is in this land. He has um, he's kind of sowed the seeds of distrust, but then he's really prospering. Verse 17, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. So he, he, he's, a, he's in a farming operation at this point, and he's been really blessed. And so the next, the next step of the narrative is it appears if the chronology is a little bit tricky here, but it appears that the Philistines begin to start sabotaging his operation. Uh, if we, if we allow Isaac to become too powerful, he is going to root us out of our own country, so to speak. And so they go in in verse 15 and start filling in the wells with mud or with water. Um, th- this is just sabotage. You know, as I thought about, as you were talking, what's the modern equivalent? If, if you wanted to kind of cripple uh, my and I bet your uh, enterprise, you'd cut off the internet. That would be my that that would that. So if you think if you think these wells in terms of infrastructure, what was the infrastructure necessary to maintain Isaac's uh, enterprise? Wells was part of that infrastructure, and so the Philistines went were going out of their way to to cripple his enterprise through sabotage. They they cut his <laughs> they cut his phone they cut his internet line so to speak, and. And, and very clearly in verse 16, they tell him to go away, uh, get away from us. You're much mightier than we, they are, they're afraid of what Isaac has become. And so um, there, there is, a, there is, I think another scriptural lesson there. First of all, we already talked about, if you sow the seeds of, of distrust, you're going to reap some consequences from that. I think that we, we're seeing that, but secondly, success does breed jealousy and uh, the wind blows hardest on the top of the mountain. And, and so if, if you, if you're blessed by God and Isaac understood that's where his blessings came from, if you're blessed by God to be successful, there are some people who are going to be jealous of that. And how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, and so I, you know, I, I think that's, it's something that Christians who are, are blessed to, uh, to have some, some business success are going to face that. And, and they're going to face, as I'm sure Isaac did some, um, dishonest, uh, what's the right word? Uh, there's going to be some things spread around about them that aren't necessarily true. Um, they're going to be looked at in ways that's not favorable. And it's, and frankly, probably not fair. Um, and, and what did Isaac do? Verse 17. So he departed from there and encamped in the Valley of Gerar and settled there. Um, I, I don't, again, we can talk about what, what was Isaac's motive for doing what he did, he didn't draw a line in the sand. He didn't. He didn't fight over this land that he was going to be a sojourner in. He he, he genuinely avoided the confrontation and kept the peace as best he could. And and so is that is that a blight on Isaac's character? Or is that a business principle? Oh, that see see now you go into meddling, asking tough questions. Um, you know the, the the interesting part about this is. Um, and again, I, I don't know if if Isaac being successful, if if this conflict was unavoidable, 
look, no matter what happened is he's going to be successful. You're doing better than us and you're an outsider. Um, yes. But I assure you the lion didn't help. Right. Sure. Cause you've given them ammunition to, you know, to, to your point, I think when you, you know, success is going to breed some jealousy, but it's different whether you got ammunition or not. If you've left shells on the floor, it makes it a whole lot easier for your enemies to, to throw them at you. So I just kind of wanted to, to wrap that up, but you know, as we move forward, you know, I think that principle is, is what Paul writes in Romans, you know, as much as within you, be at peace with all men, you know, and, and it just depends on what it means to keep the peace here. And maybe, you know, as, as, as Isaac was looking around, you know, that listen, the only way we're going to have any kind of peace here is when we move this operation down the road and, you know, we, we ain't worth fighting. We can't fight over here. I, I can't, you know, make a stand here and have any semblance of, of good being done. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, you know, it doesn't say a lot about his motivations there, and, you know, and kind of how he looks at this. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I think with all of us, you know, um, trying to keep the peace first is, is probably a, a good answer. You know, sometimes you always can't, you can't always do that. Um, you know, if you got into, you know, you guys just build a brand new facility if you got into it with your neighbors it's not really feasible for you all to pick up and move at this point right um you're gonna have to figure out another way to keep the peace and get along with the neighbors uh but you know if you're in a if you're a sheep herder i mean sheep will follow you pretty much wherever you go right yeah so that's an interesting point and one that i that i didn't notice until a second reading is what did what did isaac really have to sacrifice here because remember, we're, we've already been told Isaac wasn't just a sheep herder, right? He was a he was a farmer, and so what what he what he had to leave was this land that had had been really successful. I mean, this was a this in, for whatever way in this well that 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 he had found in the, this area that he was in, it had already returned a hundredfold on on his reaping what what he had sown in this land. This was a successful venture that he right, walked but, away from but at the same token they just got rid of your supply line right you know if you yeah. can't have water for the crops the field's worthless anyway yeah so you know what what is the right way to view isaac here i, I think charitably the one a, a thought would be if isaac has the same view of his uh interaction with rebecca earlier in the chapter that i think we do maybe in his mind he says you know this, I kind of brought this on myself. Yeah, this, I've been successful here and God bless me, but I brought this on myself with some of the, some of the dishonesty. And so if this is, if this is a natural consequence of that, I'm comfortable moving on, letting God bless me in the next place. Um, which again, it doesn't come right out and say that that's a charitable reading to be sure. Uh, you, you, you could certainly make the argument that he, he was just, you know, kind of a softy and didn't want to fight. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that's probably too uncharitable, um, but no, somewhere I, in the middle. I, I, think, the I think that may be the middle ground there. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go the other way and say, I can't make any money here anyway. Right. Like you guys have, have ruined this enterprise. I'm going to leave and you can take this field, but you're not going to make anything out of the field either. You know, I almost, you know, I, part of me wants to read it is, you know, look, y'all got me. I'll take my, you know, process and my sheep and i'll just go do this somewhere else you know so i think that 
that argument breaks down in the next paragraph when he does this again. And he, he, he opens up one of his father's wells in verse 18 and he is successful there. And the, the herdsmen, the Philistines come and said, no, no, this is ours. And so not because the land wasn't good anymore, not, not for any evil intent, but he called the name of the well in verse 20, Esek, because they quarreled and he moved and dug another well. And they contended over that one also. And so he moved and dug another well. And so it wasn't just the ones that they filled in, but even ones that they disputed about, he was willing to hand over and, and move on. And so, by the way, digging a well, is it, it ain't like, Right. Uh, <laughs> it ain't like building a birdhouse. You know, this is a right. this is it's, an undertaking. It's an enterprise. Yes, we're talking. We're talking about. You know, and it wasn't like he called in the excavator, right? I mean, we're talking about some manual labor getting a couple hundred feet underground. Probably, it's a significant undertaking that he goes through, and then and then because of a dispute, is willing to hand it over and walk away, and then another dispute, and is willing to hand it over and walk away. Until he gets to verse 22, digs a yet another well. We don't know how many dry holes were dug, but this is at least the third successful well. And he called the name Rehoboth because the land has made room for us. There's finally room. There's, there's a well that's not going to be quarreled over and we shall be fruitful in the land. So there's this, there's this pattern of Isaac digging a well, the Philistines disputing, no, 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 this is our land. So this is our water. And Isaac non-confrontationally, or providentially, what happened? Again, that, that's our challenge here is to determine what his mindset was. Right. But he he moves on to the next well, um, and and so you know there is that is that righteous conflict peacemaking or is it um, gutless confrontation avoidance? <laughs> I think is again that that is our challenge to determine what the motive. Right, and one thing. Um, and, and, and again, I, I didn't notice this myself, kind of picked this up from one of the commentators is not only are these wells, but they're, they're what's called springing wells. Um, meaning that, you know, you got a, a spring underneath that that's feeding this thing up. So you've got a constant supply of water as opposed to you just hit a little pond underneath here. And when that pond's gone, it's gone. You've got a full spring that he's hitting. So, um, interesting that, you know, the, the, definitely the change of tactics here from those of Greer and the, the Philistines that, you know, we're not plugging wells anymore. We want these. These are valuable resources. We don't want to kill the connection here. We want to prosper off of these things. So um, it, interesting, too, that, you know, in this, you know, if we want to take the positive side of it, which is what Michael's usually on these calls for, um, for Charitable sure. readings. Charitable, Charitable readings. readings. That's, how, that's how I want to be judged. And so that's how I'm going to judge Isaac. Uh, you know, so, so maybe that's it. He's, you know, he's going to keep the peace and, you know, maybe his mindset is God's blessed me with, you know, three wells so far. Um, he's going to bless me with the fourth, right? The, the first one that they plugged and then the two others that he dug, you know, I, yeah. God's going to keep blessing me with wells. So I'm going to keep digging. Um, and, and he, you know, he's already been told he's going to be a sojourner. And so maybe that's part of it too. Maybe it's right. part of the gig. I, maybe I'm, I'm never going to have a permanent uh, domicile. But I, I, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. So, you know, if we want to be charitable on that side, um, you know, the, the other side of it is he's, you know, he is just maybe based on, you know, some, 
some guilt from the from the early interactions that he's kind of running from this and you know doesn't want to get into conflict doesn't want to fight i mean obviously he's going to be outnumbered he's by himself here in this land right um you know so maybe he doesn't want to put the family in danger maybe he's you know his herdsman he's trying to protect and doesn't want to start a war here so it's easier for him to pick up and move um you know th- this is one of the tough ones because sometimes in scripture it tells us what our character's motivations are and what the thoughts and intents of their heart are the holy spirit will reveal those things um this is one of them where we're left to to try to read into it and uh you know, for sure, the, the business principle, I think, that, that, that we want to take away here is, is one, you know, you're not always going to be rewarded for your first great idea. Um, and, and oftentimes, you know, your ideas, um, depending on the company or sometimes the university you work for, are the property of whoever is employing you at the time. Um, you know, there are, you know, certain employment contracts and agreements that people have that, you know, if you, you know, especially I'm thinking with universities, you know, if you discover something while we're paying you, then that's the property of the university, you know, and, and we'll patent it and use it and whatever. And, and sometimes same within a corporation. I think that's part of the, uh, the agreement with, you know, like Google's and Facebook's of the world. You know, if you discover a new code while we're paying you this salary, that's really ours. Um, and you can't take that out and compete against us with it. So, you know, th- there's part of that, um, you know, th- that that's in there. And I think sometimes we get frustrated. Well, well, this is my success and I'm being punished and I'm not able to reap my own success that sometimes, you know, we've got to go with idea two or idea three that, that, that our patient through these, our patients through very difficult circumstances that seem very unfair and are very unfair, not seem unfair. I don't want to be ungracious with that, but that, you know, we, if Isaac gets bogged down here, like sometimes we do, we don't get to well three and four, you know, and, and, and what we, you know, can kind of come to understand is, is Isaac's wells and, and um, the way he's prospering is going to benefit these folks for, for generations. Um, and, and so he's supplying to, you know, a multiplicity of needs. And, and maybe that's part of God's providence is that's how he's going to take care of these other people um, as, as well as the children of Israel. Because, you know, famine's something that just seems to happen a bunch in this area um, every so often. You know, we've got a famine's what brought him down here in the first place. You know, we got a famine coming with, with Joseph when he's in Egypt. Um, you know, we got famines in the land that come in the time of the, of the judges. So, I mean, it seems like there's, there's always a famine right, on, right around the corner um, here for these things. So, you know, I say, I said a bunch to try to say a, a simple point of we've got to be patient through our growing process, even when somebody else gets the credit for our work or benefits more than we do for our work, um, th- that that patience through those trials will, will, will lead us out. And if we get frustrated, then, then we don't ever get to our third or fourth well that becomes our own. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think we should come back to the, to the conflict in business point. And I think that might be a good one to, to just spend a little bit of time on in a minute, but kind of the, the, toward the end of the chapter, you know, however you think about Isaac's, um, uh, moves in regard to the, to the Philistines and, and continuing to kind of move away from them, uh, r- regardless of what you think about that. One thing I, I believe you have to give Isaac credit for is he kept digging. And, and I think that, that perseverance, if that's the right word, 
or just the, the, the move on to the next thing and keep digging that. I think that is no question that that is not only a spiritual principle, but a business principle. He kept digging. Um, to your point, he did the work for those first two wells and didn't really reap the benefit. Um, it didn't, it didn't work out for whatever, you know, for whatever reason that, that, uh, that line of product or that business venture or that division didn't work out. Uh, but he kept digging and, um, that, that, uh, never giving up. I mean, that's, that is overly simplistic and it's also pretty profound. Uh, Isaac just kept digging. Um, and, and because of that, he ended up with these wells that kind of become the, uh, as we already noted, this just becomes one of the most famous places for, for generations in the land of Israel, Beersheba. And, and that well is named that because that, that Sheba, and, and we learned this, uh, where is down in 27, 28, uh, no, sorry, 33. He called that well Sheba because the, in the, in the name of the city's Beersheba to this day and Sheba, uh, means oath. So they made an oath there at the, at this well. We never get to that if he doesn't keep digging. Um, so that, that, that would be my kind of last principle there. Back, back to the, I think the key question, kind of the key business principle of, of this lesson of Isaac in the wells is what do you do when there's conflict? Um, what do you, what do you do when there's, when there's conflict in business? And, you know, whatever, whatever Isaac did, I, I think he, he made a calculated maybe even a calculated business decision. I mean, to your point, what was a, what was a war going to do to his enterprise? It was going to drag him, it was going to drag him into a conflict that he might win, um, but it was going to be costly. It was going to stop production. It was going win, to win, but, but what do you win? Exactly. Um, and, and was it just going to lead to a series of ongoing conflicts with other, you know, Philistine or native tribes in Palestine, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the city of the Amorites was not yet full. This was right. not, this was not the generation that was going to overtake Canaan. And God has already made that clear. You're going to be a sojourner here. And so was it just going to lead to a series of conflicts and in, in, into a never ending cycle of war with the native peoples? Did Isaac make a calculated personal and business decision that, the cost of giving up these wells, even though it's difficult, even though it's painful and costly, is, you know, is, is a calculated decision that I'll be blessed in the, I'll be blessed in the next thing. And the juice isn't worth the squeeze to get into a skirmish with these people. Is, is that original? Oh, no, nothing is original. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a new one for me. I did. I, I haven't haven't heard that before. Uh, this and, and I think that's a difficulty too. One of the the principles that um, I alluded to a minute ago that I think is also important is, um, you know, when you fight and when you have conflict, what what's your outcome that you're searching for? Um, you know, what do you win? I mean, I, if all these wells are lost, what what'd you win? Um, and and what was your cost for what you gained in the end? You know, when, when we go into any type of conflict, I don't, I don't care whether it's, you know, relationship conflict, business conflict, conflict within the church with the brethren, 
I think, you know, we, we got to take that deep breath and, and really count the costs here. You know, what's this going to cost in, you know, emotional, physical, whatever value. And what am I going to gain? You know, at the end of the day, if, even if I get my way, even if I'm right, even if, you know, I come out on top, um, at what cost and, and what, what did I really get here? And, and, and was it worth it? Uh, you know, if we're, you know, frustrated in these capacities, we've got to be, you know, a little bit better with ourselves in, in, in terms of this. Um, so, um, tell a quick story on this. Um, so many, many of you know that, that from time to time, especially when I'm, um, tired and traveling that I can be fairly ornery. So I'm flying back, um, from a business trip through Chicago, um, which is always bad news for me. Um, every single time I go through Chicago, I get delayed. Um, it, it's just, I don't know why. If I see Chicago on my itinerary, I just plan on spending the night. It's just going to be bad. Anyway, so we're flying through Chicago, get to Chicago um, at like 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to be home with my family by noon, um, circa nine o'clock that night. You know, we're all packed in this gate. They get on the, the overhead comm and say, hey, good news is we found a flight that's going to get you guys home. It's going to leave here about 11. Bad news is it's on the complete other side of O'Hare. So everybody gather up your stuff and walk all the way to the other side of O'Hare. So we're walking and we've got a troublemaker amongst us. And it's not me this time. Right. So this guy's going around. You know, this is terrible. All of this, the way they've treated us is terrible. We should do something about it. And I mean, he's just like trying to start a mob is, is essentially what he's doing. Uh, so he gets to me and he starts his spiel. And of course, I'm, I'm tired. I spent a whole day in an airport and I, I'm just ornery at this point. So I look him dead in the eye and I say, you know what we should do? We should overthrow the pilot and steal the plane. We should hijack this whole thing. That's what we should do. He starts to look at me. I said, really? I mean, this is unfair. We should take matters into our own hands and overthrow the airport. <laughs> he kind of starts backing away. And I'm like, man, what are you trying to do here? I said, what do you want to accomplish? I just want to get home. Like, if you want to be a jerk to these people, that's going to delay us getting home. I'm going to try to be nice. I want to go see my family. So unless we're going to hijack the airport and overthrow this and go full diehard, then would you sit down and shut up? And so... It, I tell the funny story for the point of what, what are we, what are we really trying to do? Like, are, are we, you know, we can throw a fit and we can throw ourselves in the middle of the floor and we can fuss about circumstances or we can try to find the way out. You know, how, how do I improve my situation instead of, you know, going and doing something absolutely crazy and asinine. And, and as we look at, you know, you know, again, we, we struggle with the why, right. You know, does he have altruistic motives? Is he really relying on God's providence and care that, you know what, I'm going to keep digging and God's going to take care of this. Cause that's the other part of this that, that, you know, I don't want to get away from on, on the keep digging side is um, we've got to be really, really honest with ourselves and with our lives about why we've gotten where we've gotten. And the principle that, that, that I, you know, keep very much in the forefront of my mind is God's taking care of me to this point. I've got no reason to believe he's not going to keep taking care of me moving forward. I've got no reason to believe that. There's no reason I should stop digging because as I've dug in the past, 
he's always made sure there was water. And if I dig in the future, he's going to make sure there's water. Now, I may not be digging in the same place, right? I, I may get picked up and moved from this place to the next as, you know, as Isaac did. He, it wasn't like he just dug a well next door. You know, they picked up and they walked and they went a while and then they, they dug again. And we may get moved around in our lives, but we'll end up where we're supposed to be. I'm fully convinced and to God's providential care. He's going to put us in the place that we need to be. And we will be provided for and taken care of. And it may not be in the way that we think, you know, I, I, I can tell you, I've had conversations with, uh, with, with people that have lost lucrative careers um, because of business situations or circumstances or not, but found their family and what they were losing while they were out raising a fortune. Right. And, and it's, it's a shift that, you know, are they as financially well off as they were before? No, but every one of them will tell you they traded and wish they would have done it 10 years ago because they're making a living, they're paying their bills, but they're more engaged with their family than they ever were, or they're more engaged with the church than they ever were. They're more involved in working the kingdom. And what they thought was important left them empty and hollow, but now have found value in life. So uh, again, I'm not saying that we're always going to come up aces financially because um, I, I think that's looking at scriptures wrong. We will always be taken care of and the things that are the most important in life, we will have an opportunity to make a decision. But yeah, we've got to well, remember that it's God's care that gets us there. Yeah, well said. And, you know, the guy who wonders why he gets stopped at airports is also the guy who's openly talking about overthrowing airports. <laughs> I mean, you're on every watch list in the DMV. I mean, why why are you being held up all these times? It's not really that big a mystery. <laughs> the the uh, you know, as you're talking there, it it, it kind of becomes evident in, when you when you zoom out a little bit from the story of Isaac that one of the one of the reasons that we get into conflict is our own pride, and and why to your point, what is there to gain from this conflict? Sometimes it's just our pride doesn't want to lose. Yeah. You know, if, if, if Isaac would have been a prideful person, he would have said, no, no, my reputation, my, um, it, it is, what, what is, it's going to sully my name if I just right. give up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our, our own pride and our own reputation draw us into these conflicts that we can't win mm-hmm. or that there is, there, there is no good outcome. Right. I, I think, one of the one of the positives about Isaac, even if you think that he is just a conflict avoider, and that just makes me like him, frankly. But <laughs> even but even even if you even if you think that's a blight on his character, he didn't let his pride pull him into a conflict that he couldn't win. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that there is spiritual and business implications there, is that people who are egoless or prideless uh, probably make humble yeah exactly are probably better leaders and probably make better decisions and you know to think that these were easy decisions for Isaac is a gross over simplification of the text because this because this goes slides by quickly in a couple of paragraphs we're talking about life-changing decisions for Isaac picking up his whole family from somewhere that has been successful and, and moving his whole, not only business, but personal operation 
from one place in the desert to another where they may or may not hit another well. It was, this was not a, this was not nothing. This was a significant, this was picking up his whole family and moving across the country. And, and each time that happened, I, I can't think that it was something Isaac took lightly. And I, you know, how, how much did he talk to God about it? How much did he talk to his family about it? How much did he do this calculation of it? But again, to your point, he, did, he, he, he relied on God to bless him in the next place. He didn't let his pride drag him into a conflict he couldn't win, and he kept digging. And, and so I, that's why ultimately I like the story. Um, Isaac is, a, is kind of an interesting character. He's, he's, not, he's not a military, you know, his father was, you know, Abraham was, was, you know, had the kind heart of a father, but also the, was a military leader and a successful business person. I mean, it, it was quite a legacy for Isaac to live up to, right. which is probably another angle that we hadn't, don't even have time to tackle. But there was, there was a legacy there that Isaac kind of lived in the shadow of, and he was a different kind of character. But I think in this, in this chapter in Genesis, we kind of see how he made his own way. Um, he was successful, uh, but he was, he was pretty humble. And, uh, and that there was definitely some reliance on God moving from place to place. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, you know, the idea of servant leadership, um, you know, probably several of our listeners have read that book, um, the servant leader. And, and, and that's, that's one of those key, you know, we've got to have the, the humility, um, to be honest about these situations. And that, that's really what it is. You know, if, you know, I mean, imagine the scenario, you know, you're, you're working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week, you're, you're, you don't have work-life balance, you're miserable, um, you're struggling and, you know, boss comes to you and says, you know what, Michael, you, you do a great job for us. We really appreciate it. We, we think we're really burning you out. So here's the deal. We're going to take off half of your responsibilities and get you out of here, you know, in a 45, 50 hour work week, but it's a 25% pay cut. And, you know, we're going to demote you to a, you know, from a VP to an AVP, right? Do, do you get the things that you really, you know, thought you wanted? Sure. You know, hey, I'm going to get some of my life back. It's not going to be as stressful. They're going, they took a bunch off of me. But how many of us swallow that? Like, I'm not losing my title. I mean, I worked hard for that title and, and a 25% pay cut. I just can't swallow that either. You know, right? But, so we're, we're mad at the situation we're in because life's difficult. And yet when we are, you know, given an out, you know, our pride says, no, you can't take that out. So you end up in a lose-lose situation. And, and that's where, again, you know, some, some humility to truly take that step back, take a deep breath, count the cost and say, you know, am I, am I better off based on what I'm doing? Am, am I making, you know, decisions based on that? And I, and I think, you know, while, while we're getting into subtext here, I guess maybe the careful way to, to say what we're, we're doing here, parsing between verses, um, I think you, you can see that in the outcomes that, you know, and, and there's probably, I mean, again, I don't think we're taking too big of a stretch to say, I don't think everybody moved with him every time, right? Because remember, he had vast servants, you know, well, the only place they came from was they were, you know, residents of the land, right? So as he's picking up and moving wells, there's probably good men, good families, good people that's working for him that said, you know what, I can't, you know, I, my family's still here. I, I can't move with you to the next well. I can't go on the next venture. 
you know, I've been with you for two of these, man. I just, I can't go to the third or I've been with three. I can't go to the fourth. So, so that's gotta be difficult too. When you leave behind, you know, good employees and sometimes, you know, that, that happens. Um, you know, I, I know that that's one of the more difficult things Michael and I've talked about throughout our careers is, you know, you hate to lose good people. Um, but sometimes that's the best thing for them and the best thing for you too. Um, in, in the long run. So uh, that, that kind of wound or that, that study kind of wound around, but I think I like the place that, that we, uh, that we, that we ended up an interesting, interesting account there. Um, again, you kind of, it's almost a choose your own adventure book. You kind of got to decide <laughs> how you want to, how you want to read it. Um, but, but definitely some, some good lessons there. So uh, I'm uh, we'll sign off. We'll sign off there. I don't know what's next. Seems like we never know what's next, but there's uh, there's always opportunities around the corner, my friend. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll keep looking for these deep cuts that uh, maybe we haven't read too much of, um, and, and and keep moving forward. But again, as always, thank you all for for listening, for being a part of this. Um, we appreciate the fact that you're out there. We appreciate the fact that you tune into us. And if you've got a, a character, one of these characters that. <laughs> or stories that you think are there's some principles there, please fire it to us. Text us, email us, um, get, leave us in the comments below, and we'll be sure to uh, add them to the list as well. So we'll try to do this again inside of another week or so. Um, but thank you for being out there, um, and we pray that you're safe and well in all your adventures. God bless, my man.